I'm Kevin Casey. I'm a professional mixed martial arts fighter. And right now, what I'm about to do is issue a warning out to all other competitors. I don't want overs. I just expect them to happen. Fatty's gonna fatty is real. How have I been this successful in life? Hey! Welcome back, folks. It's a it's kind of a new year. We did the the preview episode, but it's the first episode in 2024. We're actually going to do some bets, uh, so that's going to be exciting. Welcome, joining us uh, on the MMA analysis. We appreciate all of you watching and or listening. Uh, Sean, how you doing? Um, trying not to turn into an ice cube. That's going to be like minus 40, minus 50 <laughs> in a couple days, today's tomorrow, next couple days. It's, so. it's going to move our way, but uh, not nearly as bad as you're getting it. I think Wes and I have basically the uh, the same temperatures next week. So, yeah. 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 Wes, how are you? Oh, just, just hanging, hanging in there, man. Um, shaking the sickness uh, finally. The, the webcam's on the way. Yeah, yeah, we'll we'll get there. We'll we'll get there. We'll, we'll we'll get this ugly ass face back on back on the screen uh eventually. Uh yeah, yeah, man, it's we're about to get that that Canadian. We get those nice little Canadian dips that come from Sean's way and travel down across the country and we're getting uh getting one of those next week. We're looking at like uh some wind chills below 0 Fahrenheit and shit. It's always lovely in Kentucky when you can be 50 something degrees Fahrenheit one week and the next week you're fucking zero. So always a yeah. good time around here. That will certainly be exciting. I can't wait for the <laughs> annual. How do we deal with snow thing from uh around about your parts? A little bit. Not, no, 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 you guys, yeah, you guys are right. Not here. We know we deal with it, but you can go literally like, you know, two go two hours south from here, which is wild. Go to Nashville and they're idiots. Go to Alabama or Georgia and shit. And like they get like a quarter inch of ice and their their highway shut down. You know what I'm saying? Like you snow. We thought you were talking about cocaine. <laughs> no, that comes from the other direction. Stupy, stupid. Learn that. Stupy works too. Stupy. <laughs> um. All right. Well, we don't have anything to break down from last week. That's that's good. No losers. Eh? Uh, yeah. yeah. Right. right. Fresh slate, baby. We are at zero. <laughs> uh, a- any news or exciting stuff that uh, that has happened? Just seems like the break has been too long, and people are starting to bitch about matchups and I mean lists, and it's not the. the- the best thing to happen is to watch all of the people walking back to Hagano completely screwed his career, you know, like <laughs> is just completely fucked without the UFC. Like that's, that's pretty nice to, to watch happen. Pretty good. I guess he, uh, he had a little bit of a fight announced, didn't he? Yep. Yeah. He that's had a pretty fucking big wild. fucking fight. That's fucking wild. That yep. He is going to fight Fury and Joshua back to back. And Ganu is going to be involved in two of the biggest boxing fights in the past decade. Literally back to back, and Ganu is going to make fucking a hundred million dollars. <laughs> but he fumbled that bag. 
out of the like four top heavyweights of this generation, Fury, Wilder, Joshua, and I'm counting Usyk because like he's in there now. Um, Hog is going to fight two of those guys before <laughs> any of the rest of them. Yeah. What What's uh, wild is he will fight AJ and Fury back to back, and we've been waiting for AJ Fury for five or six years now to happen. Ooh. We've been waiting for AJ Wilder for fucking five or six years now. Like it's pretty, it's pretty incredible uh, what the guys pulled off. And yeah, like doing us sitting there watching him drop Tyson Fury. Like he lost, he lost the fight. Like he won though. Like that man won. I wanted life. But like, yes. don't. That's an incredible. Like he dropped one of. Some people don't like to give Fury his, his due. Fury is one of the the best pure technical heavyweight boxers that we've ever seen. Like, give the dude his props a little bit. He's a fat sack of shit half the time, and and all the and dumb shot shit off does. the canvas multiple times. Like yeah. the the man can can box and hog drop that man. Like, come on, dude. I, I tell you this, like. Uh, Dave, Dave Mason like probably got hit with like five hundred, two hundred and fifty dollar bets uh, the other day because he, whoever over there opened AJ like minus one fifty five should be fired, like literally should be fired. I, I he ain't gonna lose a bunch of money on that, but you got the wrong man setting setting your fucking lines, buddy. The wrong man. That was one of those uh, engagement lines that they put out there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's like that's like a bonus. That's like the they're just giving people two hundred fifty dollars bonuses, right? Everybody yeah. else over what was it like minus five hundred or something like? I'm like, yeah, that's a that's a like Love and Ganu, the same as Fury fight. Would absolutely love to watch him go in there and fucking drop AJ. But I, I tell you what, Fury showed up just cashing a check. AJ ain't gonna show up to cash a check. AJ's gonna. That this could be ugly for a guy. This could be what we all thought Fury was. Fury going was going to be, yeah. Yep. R- regardless, the line being minus four fifty for the Hog in his second uh, boxing match against Anthony Joshua is still insane. It, it it's it, it's it might prob- prove to be a historically bad line, but it's just crazy that that's where we are in twenty twenty four. I mean, minus four hundred on AJ in this fight is still one of those situations where you're like, there's a lot of value on a minus 400 because this is one of those, but this should be one of those usual boxing lines that we see where it's minus 1500 or something like that. Yep. Like, if and this was Hogs first fight, then, you know, you're almost maybe not adding a zero to that number, yeah. but you're multiplying it by like four or five. Like man, the man's all, he's legitimately always going to have a, a puncher's chance. Um, this is just, this is different level stuff, man. I think we all watched the the Fury fight and knows that Fury rode up out of bed, fucking off of a buffet, and showed up at that fight. He looked like absolute garbage. He's, he's still a man that has been boxing since he's been walking. I, and, and that's and that's why and that's why AJ is not minus five thousand in this fight. That's right because yeah. we we saw that happen. Um, the AJ that fought a few weeks ago is going to absolutely obliterate Ngannou. It's going to suck. I don't like it. I don't like it, but happy for him. Uh, 
This was kind yeah, of a random high. one for, for UFC high. 299. Uh, BSD getting Poirier. Uh, number 12. We never see guys that are like household this names fighting. Fighting props a guy that's Dustin. outside of the top 10. Yeah. Like, yeah. Props to Dustin. Props God to him for damn. taking it. Take Is it. Like a, a last fight of an old contract. It was like the last fight of his Connor contract. I don't so know. He's getting like a million bucks. Or whatever to eh. to fight whoever they were going to put in front of them. I mean, the other Maybe, fight it's still a dangerous now, fight. Uh, Do Do Bronx, like I I don't I don't know how I feel about Do Bronx taking that fight. I just don't. Yeah, know he got he kind of got fucked. Uh, yeah. Seems like Gaethje is going to fight Islam after mm-hmm. Ramadan, and our boy Do Bronx has to uh, has to take out probably the third best fighter in lightweight. To get his title shot after he beat the second, yep, ranked that's lightweight a, at the time. That's a tough one, man. That's a that's a really tough fight, bro. I'm I'm that not I'm not good. feeling feeling great <laughs> about that. Yeah, I think uh, the big swing into knee steamrolls Poirier. Yeah, I'm, I I think he is going. He is the favorite. He is a favorite. I think he's going to the odds. So, yeah, Poirier is getting is. I mean, not just old in age, but man, Poirier has been in a lot of fights. Yep, and this dude might just grapple the fuck out of Poirier too. Yeah. Might, might he's gonna take <laughs> Poirier down and smash him? Probably, dude. Like, that's not a good. I don't, I don't get it. I, I don't like props to Poirier, but I do not get that. That's a bad career yeah, move. It, it's <laughs> gonna, it's gonna set this back for years when BSD comes in and just wrecks Poirier, and now all the top five guys are like, I'm not nope. fighting anybody else yep. out of the top ten ever. <laughs> yep. So it yeah. would be uh, Poirier is going into his 14th year fighting in WEC or UFC. And a lot of, I mean, not just banger fights, but the injuries in between. The man's had a lot of injuries and stuff. Like, this is the wrong guy, man. This this is the wrong guy. I think so. What what was it? Oh yeah, the one more thing I want to uh, say real quick. Uh, the whole John Jones thing going on with uh, Tom Aspinall and Stepe and this and that. Yeah, I. I <laughs> Our boy Bronister did a little interview, and I think Bronister kind of hit it right that, like, John could walk away and retire now. Like, people's talking about, oh, he should fight Aspinall on this because he's got the interim butterware. Look, that means nothing to John Jones. It means nothing really to the UFC. The UFC. Yeah, but they dropped the belt. If, if this was anybody that was, isn't John Jones, then they would just make him drop the belt if he has no intention but, of fighting. But it is John fighting. Jones. It's, it is, it it is. is John Jones. I and know. They, I they, know. Want, they want the one last big payday with Steve. Yeah. And the UFC are whores. Yes, let's be of serious. Course. Uh, of, of course. But it, it, that's the right call for John Jones. And the UFC, like John Jones, should- <laughs> hell oh, yeah, that's for John Jones. Jones. He gets to beat up a crippled old man who's a part-time fighter. <laughs> but like, like, like Aaron said, if he fights Aspinall and beats Aspinall, it does zero for his legacy. Honestly, he fights Stipe and beats Stipe, it really does nothing for his legacy. He's already cemented where he's going to be submitted. He fights Aspinall and gets his ass kicked. People are going to start asking questions. You know what I'm saying? So like, why, why, why take that fight? And then like in all of that. Uh, I saw again all the people that are like, "How do y'all have this man as your goat when he's failed this drug test and this drug?" T-? And I just want to go through like on his title run when he was beating the likes of Machida 
and Shogun. That was and after, was, though. That was I'm, later in his career. Well, I'm, I'm just saying. You think all those guys were clean? He was fine. Give me a fucking break. Yeah. How many steroid he users? He fought a bunch of pride guys. Yeah, I, I mean, yeah. I, his early, I really like, don't care about Steph, the steroids. He was, was Stephen Bonner early on. Stephen Bonner had fucking steroids dripping out of his fucking pores, man. Like this guy fought steroid dudes his whole career. They were all on steroids. <laughs> Look, stop with this. Like a steroid, nope. a steroid doesn't kick DC in the fucking head. You know what I'm saying? Like a steroid doesn't do that. I'm, I'm tired of all this shit, man. Also, and who he, cares? Uh, that's that's Cormier's fight for not fucking taking steroids like, I, I mean give a fuck, I, man i mean so many people do and it just drives me crazy it's a lot of newer fans that are like that yeah, too yeah. he he's a steroid cheat he's a steroid cheat man dude all it dude 75 percent of, of dudes are on steroids one and 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 two like just give me a break they, we're watching dudes beat the shit out of each other in a cage and y'all are talking about this guy's not the best fist fighter because he had some fucking some uh, EPO in his body and shit. Give me a fucking break, bro. Stop with well, it. Just stop. And you're going to have a hard time convincing me that Cormier is the cleanest guy in the world when he's in the same room as the peak EPO Khabib. That is that, sheets making weight. I mean, who, well, who that's another, that's stuff? another, th- that's care. another thing that I was seeing in that was everybody saying Khabib's like the goat because he did it all clean and he never lost one Khabib probably lost a decision. And two, you think one of the biggest cheating countries on the entire planet, Russia, he was clean literally. He was, all these guys are clean. They got this insane fucking cardio that you've never seen on anybody that are associated with one of the most cheatingest countries that been banned from international competitions. And you think they're all clean. Give me a fucking break. Y'all are some gullible. You're, you're not that dumb. You're not that dumb. You just say you hate John Jones because he's a piece of shit. Yep, he is. He is an absolute fucking scumbag. Guess what? He's the greatest fighter that we've ever seen walk this planet. Period. Like, you can separate those two things. You can separate them. A long time ago, I said, are we shocked that one of the best fighters ever in history at beating people up for money is a scumbag? Like, really? Exactly. That's that's surprising to you? That Just start naming me. People that the sport attracts? Start naming me the ones that aren't. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, Sean, sure Str- Sean Strickland's running around talking about murdering people and fucking... He's a he literally fucking a MAGA fucking troll bag. And y'all are like, oh, hold on. Give, give me a break, man. This sport is filled with some of the most fucking worst people on earth. And y'all are talking about this guy's not the greatest because he's a piece of shit. Shut the fuck up, man. Give me a break, dude. They're cage fighters. They're beating each other for money. Like, and fuck? speaking of beating each other for money, that's what we're here to do? Make money, maybe. I don't know. Yeah. Maybe. Uh, we're here for other people to beat people up for us to make money. There you go. And uh, hopefully we're going to start off the year on a good front. We've got uh, old Johnny Walker. Is this is this Irish Johnny Walker or is this Brazilian Johnny Walker now? Do we know? He's living and training. It's it's Irish Johnny Walker. Let's let's <laughs> let's get the Irish one. That would be much appreciated. I don't uh, know. Anyway. Yeah, something that could bring the Irish out of them is old Yankalayev starting the year off with the banger. Um, I've heard in interviews 
he's going to bring it this time, guys. So I don't know if that changes the way you think about this fight, but we've never heard that before uh, from him. Um, that he's never gone out and bored us to death for 25 minutes, um, <laughs> only for people to defend their performance. But this time, he's coming out hot. So we'll get to that at the end of the show. Got to keep you waiting. We're going to kick it off in the flyweight division. Felipe Buns taking on my pick for breakout flyweight of the year, Joshua Van. Sean. Mm. Yeah, it's kind of a weird one. Uh, Vans obviously already has two wins in the UFC. Um, it's late notice. He's just trying to get a catch uh, check, I guess. Uh, he's the much better fighter. Uh, I know this guy is buns is is decent. Has been fighting in LFA and and that's all good and well. But I think Joshua Van is actually pretty damn good. So I'll probably be putting him in a small parlay. Wesley. Yeah, I, I like Van in this, in this spot too. Um, pro- probably pass on 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 parlaying him in this spot. I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna try <laughs> early on to to play shit I really really like and see how it goes for me. And Van at at, at around this price, I, I don't I don't know. It, it, he should get a win here. Um, the the only thing I was kind of looking at is is a little over here. There's some overs on this card that I kind of like. This is one that I I think we could see go a little time if there's not an early finish in it. Um, Van's kind of a kind of a slow, uh, you know, stand back, strike a little bit, get his timing down and stuff. He's got multiple decisions since he's gotten into the UFC. Um, Buns has got some decisions too. Uh, I know he got finished by by Juicy. Um, like a couple years back over in LFA. Um, I mean, it's kind of what Juicy does. He, he's a little bit more uh, aggressive and stuff than I think Joshua Van is. So I just think it's a little bit slower, slower fight. Uh, might might look at an over here, two and a half is around plus 120. Um, as far as the side, I, I like Vans, but I, I just think the price is a, is a tiny bit wide. Yeah, I'm always a, a little hesitant to play larger favorites in the debuting flyweight fights. Uh, these guys on the regional scene at flyweight are actually good. And when they come into the OC, they actually usually perform pretty well. Um, Wes, I've got to say, I've heard a couple times from you now that you're going to try and be patient <laughs> in, uh, in 2024. <laughs> and I believe it a little bit less every time I hear it. So we'll see if uh, we'll see if we can hey, get that changed I, by the end of the card. I swore I will not have ten bets on this card. It might be nine, but I'm not gonna have double Fair. digit bets on this card. Baby steps. Uh, I'll pick Van here because obviously I think relatively highly of him, but I'm not interested in, in betting this one. Maybe the overs a, a look because uh, Buns only uh, seems to like getting submitted and. Juicy's going to do that to you if he takes your back. Um, I think this is going to be probably 15 minutes of striking. Moving on to the lightweight division. We've got Tom Nolan. Um, he's Australian? New Zealish? Something. One of those. Uh, he's taken on You Only Live Once. It's the motherfucking Mata. Shot. Mota's fucking terrible. 
his only win in the UFC is Cameron Van, Van Camp, who is also Eesh. horrible. That yeah. Um, he got the no contest against Ogden. He was losing that fight. He was going to get finished there, and the ref was stupid. Um, I don't know much about this um, Australian feller, but he crushed his guy on the contender series like it was supposed to. That's probably the level of that Mota is, so he probably crushes this guy. Wesley. Yeah, I, I, I kind of feel the same way. He, like this Nolan catch should crush uh, Mota, but man minus 300 on a guy pretty much making his ufc debut like australian yeah that's just not you you don't that's that's not where you you want your your money at uh most cases sean's right though like nolan should get moda out of there but like are we gonna be shocked if if moda pulls something off i mean it is a minus 300 dude from from australia um I mean, the under one and a half is minus 285 and stuff like that's probably the side like Moda's like die or fucking kills like that's what's going to happen here. But I can't lay minus 285 on an under one and a half. So this is just a this is a total total pass for me. Um, I'm going to assume that Eddie in the chat is actually one of Sean's burners. He's just trying to like message me and be like, Hey, you're a terrible host. <laughs> Why have you not explained Toutmaster? Uh, so Eddie appreciate it. Uh, Toutmaster 10th annual Toutmaster 10 Deca- decahedral Toutmaster. Eh? I think that means 10, something like that. I think that's for a shape though. I don't know. Uh, but anyway, 10 of them uh, year long pick them contests. You pick every fight on the card. It's based on the betting odds for that fight. Uh, and if you pick a favorite, you get one point. If you pick an underdog, you get whatever their odds are. If they're plus 200, you get two points for that. If you know it's a tight fight and they're plus 100, it's still just one point. Uh, and then highest score at the end of the year takes home a couple grand, a couple three, a couple three, four. Hopefully. How, how are we doing for... Uh, the sign. We know we got the the old DOP bump uh, yep. today. Uh, to sh- so shout out to uh, our boys Paul and Cody over there. Um, Sean, yeah, uh, take it away. Explain yeah, more. Yeah. So uh, email the MMA analysis at gmail.com if you want more details and all the rules and all that shit, uh, or DM us on Twitter. Of course, Elon fucked that up, and you basically have to follow each other for people to DM if you uh, are not uh, verified. So Twitter is a awesome. cyber truck now. <laughs> it's amazing. Um, yeah, we're doing all right. Uh, of course, it's insane how many people sign up. The last minute, <laughs> one to yeah. two days before uh, the that being end, said, is... we're recording this on Wednesday night. Yep, Friday is. The actual Friday at midnight. Yeah. The, like, no, none of this. Oh, like, get in oh, while it's can. 2 a.m. on Saturday. Can I, no, fuck off. All right. Friday deadline. Sean has to do some actual work. You know, like, Sean's got, <laughs> yeah. Sean's got to make a sheet and everything for you. Like, yeah, give the man a, a little time, yeah. you know. So, but we're, yeah, we're, at uh, 80, we're at 83 right now. Uh, I'm 
there's I've seen a shit ton of emails. There's probably ten more by the time we're done uh, this this show. But um, yeah, I'm sure we'll get close to what we did last year. We got a nice bump from from the dog. What was when, so, what was when last year? We were one one sixty three last year. Um, what was winning? Uh, something like twenty eight ten or something like that. Twenty eight seventy was the first prize. Top five got a good pay. Twenty eight seventy was first, uh, second place sixteen forty, and third. 10.66 and we paid out all the way to 10th. So top three got over yeah. a grand and even 10th got some money. So it's not bad. Get in there. Get in there. You can beat a couple of idiots like us at <laughs> picking fights. Uh, you got a chance to 20 times your money if you finish your third. Maybe yep. maybe more than that if you do even better. Um, pet peeve of mine, if someone were to say like 20x, you're going to 20x your money, bro. Like, no, it's 20 times. It's the same amount of syllables. Say the thing that doesn't make you sound like an asshole. All right? Good. But it, but it's a great indicator to know who's an asshole, Brad. So then you just know. You don't have to wonder if this guy's an asshole. But there's, like, people that I know that are smart that do it, too. Oh. I think that's the, the part that gets me. Mm, tough. tough. Um, anyway, Nicholas Mata... Probably gonna get knocked out, but I am not paying minus three hundred on some debuting Aussie guy that's never really fought anybody. Um, so this one is going to be a big old pass for me. And we'll move it to the featherweight division. Jean Silva. Uh, I guess he's making his UFC debut. I guess maybe he's got some hype because he is a minus. Up to twelve hundred, I think, is the highest uh, against something called Weston Wilson. Uh, Sean, who are these guys, and why is this price so ridiculous? Uh, Weston Wilson is a guy who's anytime he's you know got close to fighting somebody good, he just gets smoked. Uh, but he's he's been on the regional scene for a while. Uh, people were pissed when, when he got signed, uh, because they thought there was many, many other guys that had not got signed by the UFC that they could have, uh, fought. He got to fight Joe Anderson Brito and Brito absolutely fucking battered him like everybody thought. Um, so that's probably why Yeah, that's, that's fair. And like, this is flyweights who I find, you know. He, or it's it is yeah it is or no it's or it's featherweights sorry yeah right yeah oh I, I think he I think you said flyweights I'm God, I, I absolutely mind. did not say flyweights I said it earlier when we were talking about the flyweights but I didn't say it this yes. time fair enough um I don't know how good this Gene Silva guy is uh he looked okay on on contender series but that is a big number um Weston Wilson is horrible but. It, it's hard to trust a guy that doesn't look like Joe Anderson Brito to do what Joe Anderson Brito at the price mm-hmm. that it should be. So I don't know. Fucking plus 800, eight points in Teltmaster. Why not? Wesley, do you believe in uh, the Lord Assassin, Jean Silva? I mean, <clears throat> I guess as much as you can in a minus 800 here. I mean, I'm not. I'm not running out to put my money on him. Uh, 
this Wilson guy is look, if it was almost anybody, but <laughs> this Wilson dude, I'd probably be taking some of the plus 800 that's out there. Um, look, Silva looked, he's he was one of those guys on the contender series last year to where he looked okay. He won his fight. Everybody's getting contracts. You're getting a contract. You won, you're getting one. He was one of those dudes last year. He he did what he was supposed to do. But this this Winston guy, I mean, fuck, he's he's boxing dudes that rock the bells, getting choked out by Ishihara. Like, I this dude's really really bad. Uh, Silva being like around the same price as fucking Brito was against this guy though was pretty wild because this dude is not fucking Brito. But man, I, I wish I could find a way to want to to want to take this, this dog here. You, you can't, this guy's bad. Um, I mean, I was searching for like just any kind of bet I would give out on here and they haven't dropped it, but maybe fight starts round two. Like the over one and a half is like plus 275. I don't know if this guy goes out here and destroys this Wilson guy. Like it's possible, but the fight starts round two should probably be somewhere like plus 150, plus 175 or something in that range. I think there's a possibility that this this gets to the second round. But, man, I, I just – I don't know. This is a bad fight with, with bad a bad fighter and another dude that's one of those contender series guys last year that everybody was getting a contract. Um, yeah, I don't don't know who these guys are. So instead of talking about this fight – I'm going to talk about who I thought was fighting when I saw the name Jean Silva, which is that like old dude from Shootbox that ended up like moving to London or whatever. And he fought a bunch of guys on Kate. He fought, fought like Paul Daly and Gomi. And he's so old that he fought Leo Santos in his like second or third MMA fight. And Jean Silva was, uh, he was a baller back in the day. He lost to most of the good guys that he fought. It's clean, um, clean, clean, nothing, <laughs> no gear. Have you, have you, right. y'all know who Brad's talking about? Like the dude was, <laughs> he was fucking <laughs> jacked too. Like. Um, yeah, so that's fun. There's probably some some cool cage rates fights of his on uh, on Fight Pass. If anyone still has that these days, uh, could could be worth a a little watch. Uh, bantamweight division Taylor Lopez taking on Fareed Wackamole. Sean? It's going to be a tough fight uh, for Lapus. Um I think we all think Basharat is, is pretty damn good um, <laughs> he did the damn thing last time out there uh, against a guy that's you know, okay. Um, Lapus, you know, got got it done last time, but oh, that that turned into a bit of a stressful one later in the third. He, he gasped pretty hard. I don't know if that was just a one-off or it's just more of a uh, known issue. If it is, I think Basharat is definitely going to exploit that. Uh, Basharat pushes a pretty damn decent pace and and likes to wrestle, so um, I think. Basharat is is going to get it done. Uh, I don't know if he gets a finish because Lapus is fairly tough, but uh, it should be a, a fairly fairly one sided uh, win for Basharat. Wes, 
Yeah, yeah, I like the old the old whack a mole in this spot as well. Um, just trying to decide if if I want to try to find a, a parlay piece uh, for him, or if I want to look at him by decision. Um, like Sean talked about that last fight with the old, uh, old Lapus, him kind of gassing. He does that against the old uh, the old Basharat. Um, Basharat will will definitely exploit that and try to get a finish. So. I think it's going to be going to be close on that, but I think this should be a fairly clean uh, Basharat win. This is a, a decent matchup for him, and I think the guy's pretty good. Um, I'm not sure if this is the the sort of fight that he should be having right now. I kind of feel like he should be fighting a little bit above um, this kind of guy. So I know Lapalus is on a fucking a good winning streak and and stuff, but I mean he's fighting fucking nobodies, man. So. Yeah, like the old whack a here, and uh, we'll probably just find a parlay piece for him. Uh, he's fighting the best of the best in France, Wesley. Right? I mean, isn't it just, Ace a couple of years ago? I mean, when you're only had legal MMA for like seven days, that's the kind of that's the kind of guys you get to fight over there. <laughs> yeah. Um. I was actually kind of hoping that this line would be more inflated and I'd be tempted to take a shot on old Taylor in this one, but I, I think it's, it kind of accurately reflects that this is going to be a somewhat challenging fight for Basharat, at least early um, and might be able to, to wear him down a little bit late, but I think this is going to be competitive until he finds his way to that first or even second takedown. Um, Lapos is, is tricky on the feet. Um, he usually keeps distance well. This is, I don't think it really matters at Bantamweight, but it, this is the uh, the smaller cage at the, this is an Apex thing, right? Yep. They wouldn't put oh, this yeah. in UFC arena. Vegas 84. We're up to 84 Apex events. 84 Ooh. of those. Wow. Um, Content. I think they're going to hit. Oh, yeah. They, they definitely will. I was going to do like, what comes first, UFC 400 or UFC Vegas 400? But Vegas will be Vegas 400 will be way before that. That's that's great. They got so many years to do that. Um, anyway, uh, I think Basharat ends up winning a decision here. Um, good fight. Just probably won't end up being the most exciting fight in the world, and it's buried on the prelims. Sticking around in bantamweight. Um, for some reason, these two guys who are significantly worse than the two guys we just talked about are above <laughs> them on the fight card because that's how you build a fight card that people want to watch. Uh, Marcus McGee, Grandpa Trinaldo's <laughs> American nephew. We'll say nephew. He was like a little bit younger. He's morphing very quickly into uh, Trinaldo territory, but... Marcus McGee, the American Trinaldo, taking on Gaston Bolanos. Bolanos, I guess. Wasn't Gaston, he was like the, the yeah. candlestick in uh, Beauty and the Beast? I don't. I think he was. I'm, I'm hearing the candlestick Gaston voice in uh, my head. No, he's, the, he's the bad dude. He's the bad dude. He's the beast? No, no, no. Wow. He's the, oh, the anyway. beast isn't the bad dude. Yes, he is. He kidnaps a woman. <laughs> holds her father hostage. <laughs> what the fuck <laughs> are we talking about here, man? 
<laughs> anyway, break this shit down. I don't give a fuck about breaking down this fight, but this is an all-time UFC can crusher uh, matchup. Uh, Bolanos has one win in the UFC. That win is against Aaron Phillips, who is 0-2 in the UFC. Marcus McGee has two wins in the UFC. One to JP by JP Buys, who went 0-4 in the UFC. And the other one is against Journey Newsom. Journey Newsom has one win and four losses in the UFC. His only win is against Fernie Garcia, who is 0-3 in the UFC. The combined fucking uh, records of, of these guys who they've beat is just absolutely atrocious. I really don't care about this fight. But that was a good wormhole that I went into. Wesley. By the way, you were right. Uh, Gaston is the bad guy. Um, he's just a simple hunter. Uh, outside of the homicidical maniac that's in the movie as well. The beast. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Not women. And shit. Um, yeah, the difference with these guys is Grandpa McGee can bang. And that guy hits fucking hard. He's going to hit this dude hard. And he's eventually going to get him out of there. I, I like McGee in this spot. Uh, McGee inside is like minus 125. I, I don't I don't think that's a bad bet. Um, so Gaston's nickname is the dream killer. Uh, I just didn't think that when he was going through and picking that nickname, it was his dreams. He would be killing yeah. <laughs> or that would be dying. Um, anyway, yeah. What, what you guys said, I think he's going to get bombed on, uh, in this one. So we'll see what prop prices are. Maybe some early McGee stuff could be worth a, a little shot. Um, probably fun while it lasts. <laughs> this dude just looking at him cracks me up. <laughs> Grandpa McGee, uh, legend. <laughs> Love it. Um, dude looks yeah. fucking 50, bro. <laughs> like, straight up. Dude looks fucking 50. Welterweight division, Preston Parsons. Um, so basically on this card, UFC is like, do you have an extremely white, extremely alliterative name? Are you Preston Parsons? Are you Weston Wilson? Come on <laughs> down, baby. Uh, he's taking on Matthew the Smeltburger. Sean? Uh, this should be a, an interesting matchup. We'll see um, kind of whose who's skills uh, really... Uh, are the the bigger deal because this is basically striker versus grappler. Uh, Samuelsberger has kind of shown some pretty pretty bad takedown defense. The dude also hits really hard, but also can't finish guys anymore. It's very confusing. Uh, he hasn't finished a guy since like late 2021, yet he has like five or six knockdowns, seven knockdowns since that fight. Like yeah, he gets like a knockdown every fight. It, basically every fight it's it's very rare where he doesn't get a knockdown and a lot of he's still losing half of these fights that's the the wild thing uh <laughs> Preston's parsons been knocked out he got knocked out by by d-rod uh, and mike perry those are pretty heavy hitters so was semmelsberger so i wouldn't be too surprised if somehow semmelsberger catches them but uh i'm gonna side with preston parsons grappling semmelsberger and Sem- semmelsberger surviving on the ground so 
Uh, I'm probably going to bet Preston Parsons by decision plus 400. Mike Perry back in 2015 was probably, he was to that generation what Trevor Peak is to this generation, <laughs> even to the point of being ruined by somebody being like, no, no, you've got to learn how to fight. Uh, and they just, they break them. Is uh, there any fighter oh. that's that's in a better situation than than Mike Perry? Like he is no. just he is in no. bare knuckle boxing, and that it's is perfect. the most just apt place mm-hmm. for him to be. It's amazing. especially especially when they're serving you up fucking legend names like Eddie Alvarez, and when he's forty and fucking gets his shit piece. Like it's the perfect scenario for Mike Perry. Sometimes you just find your calling in life. You do. Uh, Wes, your thoughts on uh, the smelt and the PP? Yeah, I, I I agree with a lot of what Sean said as far as uh, as far as breaking down the fight. Um, man, it's hard. I've gone back and forth on a side here. Um, still kind of up in the air. I, I lean the old Smellburger a little bit just because he's got got that power um i don't know i just feel like this is this is gonna go a little time man like i think sean hit it on the head like even though uh the old smellburger can can hit hard and gets those knockdowns man he's had zero uh fucking finishing ability he, he literally can't get none of these guys out of there uh he's also really tough and shit he's hard to get out of there himself um i know uh oh the old med uh medic got him last time with some some crazy spinning shit and stuff but like that was cruising to a 15 minute decision um i think this one probably gets there too and i just i feel like whatever side you like you take a little decision because they're really big prices uh sean likes likes parson's decision which is plus 400 the the old smell burgers decision is is plus 360 and that's just with bet online out there like those are both going to be bigger once FanDuel and and Bet365 releases their props, that's absolutely going to be bigger numbers on both of those. So I I just I think this goes a little bit of time. I might just end up on the over, like the over two and a half is as uh some plus money. It's only in one spot too. So hopefully that's a little better than the plus one thirty five out there. So if I can get some like plus one fifty or something on the over, I might just end up end up on in that spot. But I, I lean the old the old Smellburger. Um might take a little decision if if something like plus 450, 500 pops on one of those sites. Uh, yeah, I'm debating between taking the, uh, the smelt burger or taking the over. Um, I would even be open to taking that one and a half and mm-hmm. parlaying it because I one of the other overs I was looking at later on the car had already moved a bit. Don't really love playing it straight at this point, so... Uh, might just look at taking some uh, some Smellburger, uh, minus 130. I think that's a good price. Uh, as you both said, he's got the power. He's probably going to win a round just based off that. Job, uh, yeah. So can he win one more round against Preston Parsons? I certainly hope so. Um, you would <laughs> think that he would be able to do that. He's a more talented fighter for sure. Uh, but, yeah, just... Uh, not quite sure uh, that that over one and a half ha- certainly has a lot more safety to it. Um, of course, the way that loses is Smellberger just comes out and melts oh, him in the, 
<laughs> like the first actually, punch that he throws. Actually gets a finish on one of his 17 knockdowns. Yeah. Yeah. So I haven't decided what I'm going to do there, but it, it's one of those two. And there will be a bet of some sort on this. It's one. always always nice to get a shots under when they go overtime and penalties. It's it's beautiful. Penalties stuff. don't count. They don't count. It's well, I'm just so saying overtime. It, it went the full yeah, distance. Full overtime, and you get yeah. under one and a half, especially when he had one in the first and then they take it off the board. So it's it's really Love fucking it. nice. Needed it. Needed it. Uh we needed that one taken off the board yesterday instead. Yeah, fucking with old Vince Dunn's uh, <laughs> shot total. I was I was having strokes. I thought watching those numbers change. Um, anyway, we're gonna move it on to the head. Like they could have just stopped the card here. <laughs> I mean, what we're just throwing Andre, this. They're throwing Andre Arlovsky on the prelims. Of a UFC Vegas card Pain where they are paying million. him more than every other <laughs> fighter on the card combined. Yep. What is going like? He's, At least get you some main card action out of the guy. Fuck. Yeah. You're you're paying for it. Like, just we say it every time he fights, but probably the most incredible businessman in MMA history. Um. Is to be admired. Andre Arlowski taking on Where's Waldo Cortez. Sean, what do we got? I uh, I like the over one and a half. Um, I think many of us do. Um, I know there's been two recent fights where Arlowski's got finished. The last time out, he still it still went over one and a half. Um, they were just putting two and a half on him up into that point. I know because he, goes to, he went to decision damn near all the time. Um, I think this is a bounce back. We get a boring classic Arlovsky fight. It's going to be close. It's going to be greasy. And yeah, I don't think Waldo Acosta is, is some absolute finisher that's going to get him out of there. So I think it's close. Acosta's not amazing. Uh, I'm going to pick Arlovsky and, and Outmaster. Let's go big dog hunting. Hold on. You're telling me that the guy who couldn't finish Chase Sherman or Jared Bandera? Jared Bandera is the worst one. Chase Sherman, you know, sometimes shows some durability. Literally every person that beat Jared Bandera finished him except this guy. Except this guy and... I don't think Andre Arlovsky actually fought him, did he? Oh, yeah, he did. Arlovsky fought him and beat him and didn't finish him. Are you sure about that, Vandera? i absolutely certain. Arlovsky's fought like all of these dudes over the past few years. Every t-shirt in the pool division guy Arlovsky's ran through. Well, That's right. he's fucking 15 minute them. <laughs> like every single one of them. Um, Wes, your thoughts on this oh, epic clash? Sick. Classic or like, like, come on, man. We're getting a true fatty here on an Arlovsky fight on top of it against Waldo Waldo Cortez. Are you shitting me? Like Cortez, like, or he, he beats fucking this bum last time out catches him. 
gets a KO, a dude that had fucking lost three in a row, just a, a, a absolute shit bag. And we're getting a one and a half. And are people watching Orlowski fight? So even the last one where he get, got out of there, like Sean said, it went over one and a half. They've just been putting two and a half on Orlowski for like three or four years now because the dude is a 15-minute machine. Like, this this is crazy to me, man. Uh, Waldo Acosta is getting Orlowski out of there and under fucking seven and a half. You're out of your mind, man. You're out of your mind. Even if you think fucking Waldo wins this fight, he possibly could. This is going to be 15 minutes of some greasy fucking shit, man. Um, I, I, I love the over and a half here. This is probably going to be more uh, bigger bet than it probably should be for me early on. But I just, man, an Orlovsky true one and a half is wild to me, especially against this guy. And man, Orlovsky against a dude of this caliber is sitting at plus 500 are you fucking shitting me man like you have to just blindly take that like don't you like waldo acosta you're getting plus 500 on a dude that knows how to fucking get these these sort of close decisions we've seen it over and over and over i don't know like we know these judges are shit but i don't know what they like about arlowski and his fights but for some fucking reason they score rounds for him. I have no idea how you pass up. It, it, or Orlowski could walk out and get fucking smoked by Acosta in two minutes, and I'll still think I made a couple good bets. A true one and a half on Orlowski, plus 500 on Orlowski, greasing out a decision against another one of these fucking heavyweight bums. Sign me up, baby. Um, Yeah. Like, I get it. He's 44. He's been knocked out a billion times in his career. Uh, he's lost his last two. But I actually believe that Arlovsky is going to just come out and one-two leg kick. The, like, both Chase Sherman and Bandera Bread were having a shitload of success kicking this dude in the legs. Do you think that Arlovsky is... Love him. Do you think Arlovsky is above bouncing around for 15 <laughs> minutes, tossing a jab, maybe a two, and just kicking this dude in the calf? Absolutely fucking not. And last fight, I, I don't know. He looked all right in the first round. He was doing fine. Obviously got caught and knocked out in the second round. Fight before that, he just got the shit grappled out of him. That's not happening here. Like, this is... This is 15 minutes on the feet, and I don't think Where's Waldo is good. Uh, I don't think a 44-year-old Andre Arlovsky is good either, but a 44-year-old Andre Arlovsky knows how to win a decision. Um, yeah, Dante Mays has w- way better hands than Waldo Acosta. Way better. And they're shit. That's how yeah. bad. Waldo Costa's hands are. Yeah. Come on. I the the one time I can remember him finishing somebody, obviously outside of the last one, was the contender series fight where he fought that like five foot eight heavyweight dude that just ran straight at him and chucked Hayes the whole time. And like he he doesn't know how to set anything up. He just wings an overhand right. And I think Andre Arlovsky can avoid that. And um, so 
I'm taking the over one and a half. It's going to be at least a unit on Arlovsky. Um, this is getting crazy, though. We we might have to go into the multiple unit range on Andre Arlovsky plus five twenty five. Twenty twenty four, baby. It's forty four year old Andre, baby. If I don't make that bet, I will be kicking my own ass forever. So, Andre Arlovsky, it is just whatever giant. I can't believe this number is still going up. What is what split? Do they have a split number out yet? I don't think so. No, because they barely have uh, full lines at, yeah. at most books. I most, wonder what that's going to be because I, that would not shock me i mean how many have we that's seen every arlovsky fight i'm telling you that that's got to be a big number yeah well especially you know the over two and a half is plus 150 goes the distance is over plus 200 usually the split number is about four times that at least so should be like 800 or more but yeah i've I have to take Andre Arlovsky in this fight. And if he goes out and gets nuked in two minutes because he's 44-year-olds, fine. I will absolutely live with that. But I don't see that being the most probable outcome of this fight. We'll, we'll forever be up on Andre Arlovsky fights. Forever. Oh, yeah. <laughs> absolutely. Um, main card now, just because we got tone things down a notch, although I think this could be a fun way to start it off. Middleweight division, Philly Hogs, Bruno Ferreira. He gives me the extra N, so you have to pronounce it. Um, Sean, this is uh, going to be quick. Yeah, someone's going to die in round one, uh, and it's going to (laughs) be... It's probably going to be epic. Uh, I'm sure Wes might be ready with some memes because I'm I'm thinking that's what we're going to witness uh, on Saturday. Um, both these guys have, have huge power. Um, I guess there's a possibility that Phil Hawes is just like, oh, I should grapple because I don't want to be punched and get knocked <laughs> the fuck out by this absolutely humongous dude. But... Um, the guy's shown pretty good striking. It's it's his chin that's a liability. So so maybe maybe after this latest one, he's just gonna try to switch to wrestling. But uh, I think he is is got a good shot here. Uh, him round one TKO is plus five hundred in in a fight that's probably gonna be a brawl. And both these guys have nukes. Um, it's I don't think that's a bad spot. Um, Bruno round ones like plus 250 you could arb those and, and just get like a round one TKO at like plus 121 that's not terrible either uh, I'll probably just stick with the old Phil Hogs TKO round one Wesley are we getting getting hoggy getting froggy for hoggy Man, I don't know at this point. Like, uh, we we kind of discussed this one before the show, and uh, I I lean that way. Uh, I, I'm like what Sean said. I, I think if you take both of these dudes round one KO, you're going to make some money in this fight. Um, I, I lean Hawes catching him. Like, these Hawes dies a couple times, and then they serve him up a dude like this who he's just so much better than. He's just got a shit chin. 
and he ends up getting getting one. You know what I'm saying? And I feel like this is the spot where where Phil can catch this guy and get him out of there. But man, that chin is one of the worst in the sport at this point. And if he gets hit hard, he's going to sleep. So I, this is just round one deading all over it. Eileen Haas um, definitely taking that plus 500 round one. I'll probably end up just taking them both and making a profit off of it. Um, we'll, we'll pick uh, we'll pick the old Philly Haas to bounce back in this spot uh, round one KO. Uh, yeah, I don't really want to fuck around with the side or anything on this. Uh, the total is ridiculously priced uh, as it should be probably. So I'm just looking at that discrepancy of one guy's what plus one sixty five or no what was he plus two hundred in round one two fifty and five hundred yeah oh for TKO like, but just round ones oh, like two hundred plus three hundred yeah. yeah like why is that number so much bigger on on Philly Hogs they think he's gonna grapple and and choke this dude out. It, I mean, I guess it's possible, but I don't think, I don't it think he's going to have the line that much. Yeah, this and, yeah, this guy's like, going to bring it, and he's going to either have to throw or get nuked. <laughs> I mean, and, and Ferreira like has some decent takedown offense. Like Hobo Cop tried to get a hold of him and shit, and like he kept it up. Like Ferreira's not like some bum that can be just taken down by Phil Stone. Man, Phil's going to fucking try to engage a little bit, and I think they end up just throwing. Yeah, so probably uh, I'll I'll join you boys on the the little sprinkle on Philly Hogs round one KO. Bantamweight division, solid fight. Ricky Simon, Mario Batista. I heard that the loser is going to have to pay for the winner's first daughter's quinceanera because they're both like fake Mexicans, but they really want to be real Mexicans. So they're going to have to, you know, that's, that's how they're going to convince each other. Um, anyway, Sean, this is a good fight. This is a good fight. Um, I think, like, Mario Batista is good, but this is still a pretty sizable step down uh, for Ricky Simone uh, after the Song Yidong fight. That was a pretty poor uh, performance, but Yidong is fucking good. Um, Ricky Simone is a very good grappler. He's that's what he has to do. I think he can grapple Mario Bautista. Um, Simone's done it against pretty, pretty good grapplers and like uh, Jack Shore and, and things like that. Like, he's I think he's pretty good. I don't think he's Song Yidong good, but he's pretty good. And I think that uh, we'll see that that Mario Bautista is just kind of a bit lower here. So I'm gonna be parlaying Ricky Simone at minus 160. If that's what he is still. Oh, he's minus one. Well, one in one place that I can bet. Andrew. Former MMA analysis co-host and on-site reporter, Andrew <laughs> Nixon, joining us in the chat. Andrew, how you doing? Sight. Always, always love to hear from you. Happy always face Tito is always, always going to be the, the A-plus fucking... Yep. profile pick that is correct uh wesley your thoughts on uh ricky simon and Bautista? yeah i mean this is this is a 
fantastic fight uh, against two really good dudes. Um, like I, I get Sean's breakdown. I, I could absolutely see that happening. It's a possibility. Uh, I mean, that's that's the breakdown you're hoping for. If you have uh, you have your money on on Ricky Simone, I, I think one. I think this line's just it's too far at this point. Like, I think this fight is way closer to a pick than one of them being closer to minus 200. Um, I think if Ricky Simone can't get consistent takedowns in this fight, um, man, it's really fucking close. Um, I, I like Simone's hands and stuff, but man, it sometimes he can get a little wild. And if you're a little more technical, got some length and stuff like Batista, I think you could, you know, work that distance and pop a one, two every now and then, uh, does Batista have like the power of, of song? Uh, no, but I just think he's definitely the more technical striker. Um, I don't know. Batista's takedown defense has been like not great at times. Um, I just don't know if, if, if Ricky gets, gets hit a couple times, he likes to brawl, man. Like you can bring a brawl out of Simone. So it, Batista's got to get in there and throw a little bit, bring a brawl out of him, maybe stop those, that, that spamming of the takedowns. But man, I just, it feels like the line's just a little too wide here on what I think is a pick em fight. So it's, it's going to be Batista for me. I, I haven't, I haven't bet it. I'm not sure if I'm going to bet it. Um, if he gets up to two to one, then it's absolutely a bet on, on Batista for me, but my close fight should be a good one. Uh, could see a case for for both sides, absolutely. Yeah, I think this is kind of tricky. Um, the biggest thing holding me back from being confident in Ricky Simon is that he's just not the most durable dude in the world. He can get clipped. He can throw himself into something stupid as far as a sub goes. Uh, and Batista can finish you in both those ways. And historically, Simone has lost to the guys who are kind of explosive and opportunistic. And I think that's kind of Batista. If this does go 15 minutes, Ricky Simone is most likely getting his hand raised at the end of it. Uh, but I can certainly see several universes in which he is going to get stopped uh whether it's getting clipped with something on a shot or like a knee as he's coming in or diving into a guillotine or something stupid like that there's just a a lot of ways that i think ricky simone can uh, lose this fight Uh, and i think even instead of what wes was saying on the the money line going too far but he's inside it's only at that online right now plus 315 I'm probably going to look more in that direction than just the money line, just because I, I know what happens if this goes 15 minutes. So we'll see what the other uh, lines are there for the inside and uh, maybe end up with a little something on Mario Batista. Lightweight division. Only three more to go, folks. Gabriel Mogli Benitez. Taking on Jimmy fucking Miller. Still doing it. Still looking for that UFC 300 slot. Sean, is he, does a win here propel him to UFC 300? I think it does. It's kind of it's kind of hilarious. He, he 
bought uh, 100, 200, and he's really trying for 300. Um, they're pretty, really give fucking awesome. It's it's awesome that a guy's like him uh, has been around and gets this opportunity. They've been serving him up some some pretty nice softballs uh, at at this day and age, which I'm fine with. Like a guy like him, you do not need to be feeding to real uh, you know up and comers. Just let him let him fight who he's been fighting. Some some kind of scrubs, some some flawed veterans. Um, I that being said, you know Jesse Butler is is not, not good. <laughs> um, he he beat the ghost of of Donald Cerrone. He beat Nicholas Moda. Like these these aren't these aren't real fighters, <laughs> in my opinion. Um, Gabriel Benitez is is not amazing either, uh, but he's he's got some finishing power uh, as we've seen. So I like under two and a half. It's it's at at three six five. It's minus. It's only minus two hundred. Uh, I think one of these guys is is getting the other guy out of there. Uh, I'm hoping it's Jimmy Miller. It might be Gabriel Benitez. Wesley. Yeah, I mean, it's just tough to like to take a 40 year old Jimmy Miller as like a minus 145 fave. Like you, you like to get him in those spots to where he's the plus 150 dog against a dude that, you know, probably should beat him, but not gotten a lot of those lately, man. Like he's fighting some, some absolute bums now. Like Benitez is 35 and shit. It's not like he's some, some young dude and shit, but Jimmy's got like, a decade more of of fucking fight age on him than Benitez does at this point. Um, yeah, I mean, I I don't know. I, I I lean Benitez in this spot, but man, am I running out to take that small price against Jimmy Miller in this? No, man, you, you can't do that. I just I can't lay that kind of number on Jimmy either. Um, the under might might be a good look uh, if you need a parlay piece, but I just don't know. I. I could see so many things happening in this fight. Probably just a complete pass. I'll be cheering for Jimmy Miller to get a win here and hopefully make that UFC 300 because that is a pretty cool fucking thing to have a guy in the sport make one, two, and three. That, that's pretty awesome. So pulling for Jimmy Miller, I just feel like this is going to be a total pass for me. So, Sean, I'm going to need a ruling here. More right. real resume. Jesse Butler, Donald Cerrone, Nicholas Moda or Charlie Ontiveros, Justin yep. James, and Humberto Bandane. It's it's fucking it's bad. Uh one guy's 40, one guy's 35. It's they got neither that, that has been a relevant fighter mean, this decade. Nope. <laughs> um yep. I, like, I just got to – I got to take Jim Miller here. I, I know he's super old. And just – you got to stick with your guys. You know, you win money with your guys. You lose money with your guys. It's all part of the journey. That's which Jimmy, how which, you – What's Jimmy Sub? Jimmy Sub was, like, up over 400. It was way more than the TKO Ooh. line, which I thought was a little interesting. Jimmy subs plus 400. Like, G- 
we're gonna do some Seinfeld. Like Jimmy, Jimmy likes to sub people. Like, <laughs> well, it's Jimmy sub, and it's not Jimmy sub against a guy that won't grapple with him because Benitez throws kicks and yeah. he tries to grapple, and those are the two things that he does, which can both lead to Jimmy fucking Miller hopping on that back, yep. choking old boy out. And, I don't hate it. Uh, don't hate just it. just seeing what where we go. So. Uh, again, got to wait for a couple more uh, spots to open up uh, props and all that fun stuff. But we're going to end up invested on Jimmy fucking Miller in one way or another here. Co-main event rematch. This one is in the flyweight division. It's Mateus Nicolau taking on Manel Kapp. Big line in this one. Uh, I can't remember what the line was last time, but I know it was a robbery. Maybe not a robbery. It was a close fight. It was a competitive fight. Given how close their previous fight was, I'm kind of surprised at how long this line is. Sean? Yeah, it was a pick like Wes said. It was like minus 110, minus 15. Um, It is a wide number. Um I think it's just based on how they've looked lately. Uh, Cop has really turned it around since those first two fights in the UFC against legit guys. Like obviously Pantoja, Nicolau is, is tough, um, but he's he's kind of figured out his game finally. Um, Nicolau's looked good for the most part until he ran into Brandon Royval, which can happen to people. Um so yeah, this number is a bit wide. I was initially leaning to to parlaying cop, but it's, this could end up being a super close fight again, and maybe those same uh, judges are judging on Saturday and and still like what they see a little bit more of of Nicolau. Nicolau's got to get this guy down. I just don't know if he's going to be able to keep him down for for much amount of time. So. As long as Cop is is active on the feed, I think he can win a decision. But it, it's tough to lay minus two seventy at this point, where it's I don't think he's going to fi- finish Nikolau, and then it's going to get dicey if it it goes to guards. Wesley, yeah, I think I think since their first fight, like Cops just looked more improved and and better to me. Um, but in saying that, like, this is still a close fight. Uh, caught me in minus 275, 250. Like, it's a pretty big line, man. Um, I, I, I do, I do lean him in this fight. Um, but man, I'm not, I'm not going to parlay him in this spot. I, I do kind of lean that this, this is, I wouldn't say slow, but, Sort of technical, sort of Nicolau trying to get uh, takedowns, cop disengaging. We know cop like has power, but he sets things up. He's not out there throwing a ton of punches and uh, making it wild brawls. He's very, very technical, more slow. I, I lean the over in this spot more than anything. I think this probably goes 15 again. I think it's a pretty technical fight. I think it's one dude wanting to strike, one dude wanting to grapple. I don't think that Nicolau's like stand up is so bad though, the where he's going to get into trouble with cop per se. He doesn't want to take his, 
you know, clean shots from, from Cape. That's, that's for sure. But Nicolau doesn't have horrible striking and uh, I think he'll slow it down even more trying to get a couple takedowns there. We might see some, some clinching and stuff against the cage a little bit. So yeah, my, my lean in this fight's uh, definitely over two and a half. I, I lean, I lean cop to get a, to get a decision here, but man, there's, I don't know. It just seems like a really closer fight than, than minus two fifty. Um, It's one of those spots though, to where it's like, is a is a losing ticket on a dog hair value? I, I just don't think it is to me. So, um, yeah, cop's going to be the pick, and we'll we'll probably have have a little money on the over two and a half. Yeah, I mean, I guess based on the expectations for cop coming into the UFC, he had a lot more room to look better after his first couple fights than uh, Nicolau has. So. You know, he's done it. It hasn't been against great competition. Like, both these dudes fought David Dvorak. Um, uh, Cop fought ZZ and a couple other guys that I don't remember right now. And Nikolau fought and worked his way up to a guy who just fought for the title and did so pretty damn competitively. And that's when he finally lost. So I just don't see how you can look at their previous fight and say, oh yeah, this one dude should be close to minus 300. Uh, There were grappling sequences where Nicolau had more success and then they struck for 10 minutes and it was pretty close. Like if not for the last minute of that fight, Pop definitely loses a decision, not just maybe it was a robbery loses a decision. Um, Because Nick, I was doing some work on the feet in that third round. So I think it's going to be competitive again. I think this line is way too far out there. Um, Maybe it's a a spot for a a split prop or one of those uh, plus three and a halfs, uh, the handicaps. I haven't haven't done any of those in a while, but it is a little tempting just to to look at Nicolau by decision uh, straight up as well. So, yeah. And I'll add to that, like, uh, you know, the number is probably out there a little too off of that last fight for Nicolau, but man, he just ran into like crazy Roy Val. Like it happens. Yeah. Like literally Roy Val's that dude that can just pull some shit out every now and then. And it happened to Nicolau in that fight. He fucking caught him. You know what I'm saying? So that's definitely like swinging that line uh, a certain way as well. Yeah. So competitive fight, good fight. Um, well, we'll see, but uh, probably going to be ending up, uh, definitely going to be on the over, probably going to be ending up with some Nicolau as well as prices continue to come out. Main event, I think we got all we can get out of this one. Um, this is like kind of a rematch, right? I mean, we didn't really get much of the first fight. Um, so maybe let's take it easy this time, guys. <laughs> Go back to your roots, Yankalayev. Sean, what do you think? Yeah, let's let's get some classic Yankalayev uh, in this one. Uh, I'm gonna pl- be playing over one and a half. Uh, looks like now I'm gonna probably have to put in a parlay. It was minus one forty there for a while, and I didn't pull the trigger, but um. Yankalaya, for the most part, is is always going to be a guy that that fights smart and you know fights to his ab- abilities and and doesn't get pulled into wars and 
grinds on people and doesn't do much. Uh, and I think that's what he's going to do here. I know Johnny Walker is going to try to not make that happen, but um, there is a sizable skill gap here. Uh, I think Yankalaev is going to going to grind him against the fence, trying to wear him out, uh, and probably gets a finish. You know, in maybe late second or third or a little bit later. It it's probably just going to be once Walker tires out. So uh, I like the over one and a half, and and Yankalaev is is going to win. The only wars that Jan Kaliev is getting pulled into are funded by Katarov, right? <laughs> Wes, what do you got on this fight? Yeah, don't get disappeared, motherfucker. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, a one and a half in the old Jan Kaliev is very tasty, especially now that you have SBG Johnny Walker on the other side of it. If this was pre-SBG Johnny Walker, probably not. Probably not, because Johnny Walker would do some dumb shit and probably get taken down at sub by Ankalive in the first round. Um, or would catch Ankalive and and knock him out. Just not not current day Johnny Walker. Like John Cavanaugh run the guy like he truly did. Uh took away what the what the guy does does well and and how he how he won fights. Um I know he's he pulled he's pulled some out lately before this one. Um winning those fights by doing classic Johnny Walker shit. You know what I'm saying? Not having all train shit. Um I think he just reverts back to that. I think this is a slow start. Um I think Sean's right about how Ankalaev wins. He's going to try to get a hold of Johnny Walker. He's going to try to get him to the cage and grind. Um, I'm probably just going to play the over one and a half straight. I missed out on the 140 as well, but I think there's like some minus 160 out there. That's not that's not too too rich for my blood. So probably just take a little bit of that straight. Um, really don't want to side in this fight. Ankalaev should get it done eventually, but man, he's minus 500 or some shit now. I'm not sure what what he what he is inside. Uh, maybe some some make a live uh, sub prices are are kind of out there. Um, there's some ten to one on make a live sub out there and stuff. I don't know. Maybe maybe sprinkle on a prop or something. But I like the over quite a bit. Um, yeah, I didn't mention this earlier because we were talking about the two different ones at the start of the show. This one moved. Uh, so the consensus bet of the week, you'll have to dial it back to the <laughs> yeah, prelim totally headliner. Uh, Andre Arlovsky, over one and a half. I couldn't talk them all the way in to just the Arlovsky bet, folks. I apologize. But we're going Arlovsky, fatties, uh, a classic we're all betting. combination. We're all betting Arlovsky. Uh, all of us are betting Arlovsky in some form or fashion. I certainly hope so. Um, that's, uh, it's funny because I would say that would be the, uh, the Donnie Donowitz bet of the week. Um, not that that that. ever a thing, but never, not, not a chance that he would, uh, with Arlovsky on that. I think you got to just officially take over Munich though. Like that's a yeah. one man that's a one man show whatever your your favorite bet is that, that yeah. is the you know it has to obviously go with the the munich bet of the week but we'll we'll have to uh we'll figure something out we'll figure something out but uh 
Anyway, as far as this fight goes, I said all that because I also like the over one and a half here. Don't really have huge opinions on it otherwise. Uh, we've seen a fight before where someone is dangerous to Ankalaev for even a moment, and he just kind of backs off and is willing to, to coast 25 and, and get the win. Um, that would be the, the Tiago Santos fight where he got clipped a little bit and just sort of went back into his shell. I could very much see that happening in the SB Johnny fight here as well. And he's so controlled and composed now that even if he does hurt Yankalaev, uh, he's probably just going to hang back and not do anything too crazy and blow his shot at actually getting a finish. So I like the over one and a half here. I think that is the one where I was talking about uh, parlaying the over one and a half in the uh, Semmelsberger fight, potentially. So we could be looking at those two paired together. But uh, pick will be ankle I have. Bet will be over one and a half in a parlay of some sort. And that did it for this week. I know we uh, had a little housekeeping at the start of the show. We're also going to remind anyone that's still listening. If you're still listening, uh, either it's because you enjoy us for some reason, um, or you think we're terrible at betting and you're wanting to fade us. Uh, but you can also fade us in Toutmaster. Because um, you can kind of tell what our Toutmaster picks are going to be by listening to the show. And then you can beat us over there if you haven't done so yet. Only uh, by the time you're listening to this, like a day left to sign up. Um, so contact the MMA analysis. Contact any one of us if you've uh, got us on the old Twitter machine. And uh, we'll, we'll get you the instructions however we need to. But we appreciate everyone listening. We are looking forward to a successful, fruitful 2024 as far as gambling goes. And, uh, John, Wes, anything to add tonight? Terrible UFC Canada paper next week. So I am. But, uh, we'll, we'll catch you next week, folks. <laughs>